Thanks be to God, who giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. And we have done those things we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent. According to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. To the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 71 on page 425 In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. But rid me and deliver me in thy righteousness. Incline thy ear unto me and save me. Be thou my stronghold, whereunto I may always resort. Thou hast promised to help me, for thou art my house of defense and my castle. Deliver me, O my God, out of the hand of the ungodly out of the hand of the unrighteous and cruel man. For thou, O Lord, art the thing that I long for. Thou art my hope, even from my youth. Through thee have I been holden up ever since I was born. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's womb. My praise shall be always of thee. I am become as it were a monster unto many, but my sure trust is in thee. O let my mouth be filled with thy praise, that I may sing of thy glory and honor all the day long. Cast me not away in the time of age, forsake me not when my strength faileth me. For mine enemies speak against me, and they that lay wait for my soul take their counsel together, saying, God hath forsaken him, persecute him, and take him, for there is none to deliver him. Go not far from me, O God, my God, haste thee to help me. Let them be confounded and perish that are against my soul. Let them be covered with shame and dishonor that seek to do me evil. As for me, I will patiently abide always, and will praise thee more and more. My mouth shall daily speak of thy righteousness and salvation, for I know no end thereof. I will go forth in the strength of the Lord God and I will make mention of thy righteousness only. Thou, O God, hath taught me from my youth up until now, therefore will I tell of thy wondrous works. 
Forsake me not, O God, in mine old age, when I am gray-headed, until I have showed thy strength unto this generation, and thy power to all them that are yet for to come. Thy righteousness, O God, is very high, and great things are they that thou hast done. O God, who is like unto thee? O oh, what great troubles and adversities hast thou showed me, and yet didst thou turn and refresh me, yea, and broughtest me from the deep of the earth again. Thou hast brought me to great honor, and comfort me on every side. Therefore will I praise thee in thy faithfulness, O God, playing upon an instrument of music. Unto thee will I sing upon the harp, O thou Holy One of Israel. My lips will be glad when I sing unto thee, and so will my soul whom thou hast delivered. My tongue also shall talk of thy righteousness all the day long, for they are confounded and brought unto shame that seek to do me evil. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Here begins the ninth verse of the 44th chapter of the book of Isaiah. Those who make an image, all of them are useless, and their precious things shall not profit. They are their own witnesses. They neither see nor know that they may be ashamed. Who would form a god or mold an image that profits him nothing? Surely all his companions would be ashamed, and the workmen, they are mere men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up, yet they shall fear. They shall be ashamed together. The blacksmith with the tongs works one in the coals, fashions it with hammers, and works it with the strength of his arms. Even so, he is hungry, and his strength fails. He drinks no water in his faint. The craftsman stretches out his rule. He marks one out with chalk. He fashions it with a plane. He marks it out with the compass and makes it like the figure of a man, according to the beauty of a man, that it may remain in the house. He cuts down cedars for himself and takes the cypress and the oak. He secures it for himself among the trees of the forest. He plants a pine and the rain nourishes it. Then it shall be for a man to burn, for he will take some of it and warm himself. Yes, he kindles it and bakes bread. Indeed, he makes a god and worships it. He makes it a carved image and falls down to it. He burns half of it in the fire. With this half he eats meat. He roasts a roast and is satisfied. He even warms himself and says, Ah, I am warm, I have seen the fire. And the rest of it he makes into a god, his carved image. He falls down before it and worships it, prays to it and says, Deliver me, for you are my god. They do not know nor understand, for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see, and their hearts so that they cannot understand. And no one considers in his heart, nor is their knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned half of it in the fire. Yes, I have also baked bread on its coals. I have roasted meat and eaten it. And shall I make the rest of it an abomination? Shall I fall down before a block of wood? He feeds on ashes, a deceived heart has turned him aside, and he cannot deliver his soul, nor say, is there not a lie in my right hand? Here ends the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him, throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm, 
He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the twelfth verse of the fourth chapter of First Peter. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If you are reproached for the name of Christ, blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is blasphemed, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Now, if the righteous one is scarcely saved, where will the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God commit their souls to him in doing good as to a faithful creator. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, that in Jesus Christ his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to be unto us, both a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life, give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit, and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. Beloved, thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about today's lessons. Um, in our Old Testament lesson this, this evening, we have in Isaiah a very powerful and evocative portrait of the futility of fashioning and worshiping idols. And often we can look back at the ancient peoples and, and look at them askance and, and with mockery how they would, you know, worship these things made by human hands and think of them as primitive. But we always have to remember that man by his nature must worship something. And there's only two choices. You're either worshiping the true God or you're worshiping something else. And so these people had a sense of spiritual powers and and man's you know smallness in compared to nature and the world and and creation and would ascribe things of creation these powers and what man fears he'll often attempt to to exert some sort of control over to to wrestle with it in a way that makes sense to 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 the human mind and so the tendency to make idols is still exists with us today it's still something that we always have to guard against in the spiritual life that especially in the modern age there is a tendency to in effect, create a false idol of God himself, of Jesus Christ himself, to, to look at the, the immensity and the omnipotence of God and to pour him into a, an idol that we can grasp and that we can control, that makes sense to us, that gives us comfort by having a God who affirms everything that we want and doesn't require any sweat or blood, you know? And so this is something we always have to guard against in, you know, are we making an idol out of God himself? Are we fashioning the things of this world? And that includes our own limited knowledge and understanding into a God that we can comprehend, or are we, coming before him as the small creatures that we really are. And so this is always a work. It's always something that we have to work on. And it's always something that we have to, to guard against in, in fashioning a God in our own likeness. So 
it's something that we always work on and strive towards. And that's why things like the daily office that instead of us picking and choosing what we want to hear, we give ourselves over to the church calendar and to the tradition of the church that guides our understanding of who God is. And so this sort of dovetails with our new Testament lesson this evening in that we see what the result is. Suffering in this world is inevitable because it is a fallen world. So we have a choice. Are we going to suffer for ineffectual things in things that don't matter? Are we going to suffer for the things that matters? Jesus Christ himself. Only in Christ can our suffering be made new and be renewed and be united in something bigger than our own small self-interest in our own tiny pains and, and struggles. It can be brought into something new. So why not, if we're going to suffer anyway in this life, why not suffer for Christ himself? Why go through the, 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 the false notions of this world that where suffering is meaningless it is has no result it doesn't lead us anywhere except into more and more suffering or do we give ourselves fully over to christ and allow the world to attack us and to try to bring us down but be secure in our knowledge and love of god and in our love and community with one another in Christ and realize that that's enough. That is the important thing. That is what really matters so that the sufferings that this world offers us because of its, you know, need to tear us down, that it becomes, as we see in, in our, our New Testament lesson, a badge of honor. It is something that is, Suffering that we don't only endure, but it becomes a badge of honor. It brings us closer to Christ when we unite our suffering with his suffering. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We will continue with a prayer for all conditions of man on the bottom of page 32. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings, and a happy issue of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, that unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks 
for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Thursday night. Thank you, Father John. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you. Oh, bye. 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 Bye.